Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it. Because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and welcome once again to Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants app. As always with me today, my good buddy and partner, Paulie Dots, Paul Dottino. The number, as always, for you nice people to call is 201-939-4513. That is 201-939-4513. And Paulie... Uh, let's be quite honest and frank with each other and our listeners and callers. Who'd have thunk we'd be sitting here talking about four and one? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Russ. It's not just that they're four and one, but the way they've done it. Exactly. Okay. To me, that that's what makes the four and one. You know, four and one is nice. I don't care if it's the little sisters or the poor playing. But when you're talking about four and one, with the injuries and everything else, that that's just, it says a whole lot about the players. It says a whole lot about the coaches. It says a whole lot about how they respond to one another. Uh, it, it's really incredible. The guys on the back end of the depth chart have really come in and contributed in so many different ways. We could just go through an avalanche list uh, over the last few weeks at this play, that play, this guy, that guy. And the truth of the matter is, without all of those plays, they're not 4-1. Right. I mean, even something simple like Pennick, who had a punt, hit off his foot, oh. and then he bats the ball out of bounds. Russ, I was talking to a couple of the assistant coaches yesterday, and I said, no disrespect, but you're down by two scores. If the Packers recover that punt, they're deep in your territory. It's instantaneous points. They're going to get at least a field goal right. out of it. You're not winning the game. And both of them said to me, you're absolutely right. That was the most important play of the game. He doesn't knock that ball out of bounds and have the wherewithal to do it. Giants are in a mega, mega dose of quicksand. You know, I'm sure everybody watching that game, whether they were in London or you know back home uh, stateside, you, you, and if you were a Giants fan, it was a great big sigh of relief. But having said that, that's been the hallmark thus far this season, you know, five games in of, look, we, we've, you hear this all the time. It's got to be next man up. It's got to be next man up. But there's a reason, folks, guys are starters and guys are backups because the starters are starters because they have more ta talent than the backups. Okay, but let's counter that. Coach will tell you there's also a reason why they're on the roster because uh, oh. we believe in them. Right? Hey, the old story is, and you, you, you pretty much hear that from every coach. Why, why are we having somebody on the roster if they can't contribute? It just seems this group, this particular group, and, and again, decimated by injuries, this group has just responded. And listen, uh, Daniel Jones, I, I'll say it. I, this is not inside information. This is just Russ information within the space between my ears he looks to me as a man weekly seems to be securing his future here 
in the big with the big blue. I mean, the the kid has the kid, the young man has really uh, impressed. Uh, he's been playing with a half a deck. He's been playing on an injured ankle, and uh, I mean, the last couple of games he has been not good. He has been outstanding. The arrow is certainly pointing that way very strongly. Very now, strongly. The only issue that we have to acknowledge here, Russ, is that they're five games into a 17-game season. So, God willing, he will continue to be healthy throughout the course of this year, and he will just continue to do what he does. I think if that happens, it's hard to imagine that they would let him walk out the door. I I quite frankly can't imagine. And, and, you know, uh, I don't think... And that's what I think that's what makes Brian Dable and Joe Shane... Really, really good. Because, you know, everybody has the attitude, he's going to be gone, this one's going to be gone because it's not his guy. It's not his guy. It's not who he wanted. It's not who he wanted. You know what? They didn't come in with any predetermined attitude. Not one predetermined attitude. They came in, okay, they're doing their due diligence. We're going to wait and see and judge what we have. I, I, I Go ahead. I've got a better question for you. Hmm? Could you imagine this team without either him or Barkley? Well, no. I can't. No. I can't. Which means if you have to sign one and tag one, maybe that's what you have to do. I don't see either one of these guys leaving no, this no, team. No, I, I don't. I, I think each one, w- more and more each week. It, and it's not just that they're about their b- physical ability. I think it's also about the attitude. Uh, the, the coaches love their attitude. They love their leadership. And listen, you and I know, I'm not going to say better than anybody, or certainly as well as anybody, when Saquon was drafted, I can rem- rem- remember reading all the headlines, all, all the articles. Well, they're going to rue the day. Dave Gettleman's going to rue the day when he drafted, uh, he, he bypassed Sam Donald and drafted uh, Saquon Barkley when Sam Donald, 10 years from now, is still leading yeah. uh, the Jets. How'd that one work out? <laughs> you know, and l- listen, we, we know Dave, there, there were some mistakes, but you know what? The two, he, he was criticized for that, and he was also criticized for Daniel Jones. Right now, you, you know, it's funny how well people can play when they get healthy or when people around them are healthy. And, and Daniel, not even being totally healthy and, and, and having a lot of people injured, is playing like a champ. He, he really, mm-hmm. you know, really is. I'll, I'll tell you, another guy um, very happy to see, you know, and I know you were as well, Darius Slayton. You, you know, it, it's been, for whatever, listen, this young man came out, what was it? I don't have it in front of me. His fifth, fifth, fourth year. No, but a fifth-round pick. Yeah, this is his fifth, fourth season. Okay, a fifth-round pick. Right. He came in, actually, he came in with Daniel, and they had a, a, an immediate chemistry, and he caught eight touchdown passes his first season, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, this, that, seemed to go south. They needed him last week. And he was that guy again. And he, exactly. He was that guy. He made a cut. Uh, now, I will tell you, there was one play earlier on which I said to myself as I'm watching, and I said, "Oh, Darius, what are you doing? You got to turn around." There was like a, a pass over the middle, and he didn't turn the other way. And I'm like, "You had daylight in front of you, but you want to know what? That play what was around the five yard line when he fought for the first down. First of all, it was a terrific catch. They had two third down uh, conversions. Yeah, big plays. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just again." We talk about it all the time, next man up. Well, these men being the next man up are really putting an exclamation mark on what the Giants and what Dable's system uh, dictates. I'm glad you you brought it around, though, with uh, Barkley and Jones because injury-wise, Barkley limited today, according to uh, Coach Dable. Jones came out of the game good and feeling better than last week. Uh, That, of course, refers to the ankle. So he'll be a full go today. Uh, other guys on the uh, injured list today, Flott, Tony, and Galladay will not practice, according to Coach Dable. Leonard Williams, Ojolari, Wandell Robinson, and Adoree Jackson all limited. Okay. So okay. Wandell is limited. Limited. Okay. I believe he also said Tony Jefferson was limited. I, either limited or out. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But that's the list of guys today 
uh, that were talked about uh, just prior to them going to the field. All right, let me just take care of a little bit of business, Paulie, and then we'll get to the phones. Again, folks, the number is 201-939-4513. Uh, Giants fans, remember, you can join us on Sunday, October 16th, Giants against the Ravens. That's this week as the team celebrates Latino Heritage Month presented to you by Ford. So arrive early to partake in several plaza activations, including food sampling, salsa dancing, which is right up your alley, Paul, live music, and celebrity artist DJ Camilo performing during uh, pregame warm-ups and select times throughout the game. Limited tickets are available, so visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. All right, what do you say we open up the uh, phone lines? Let's go um, to Rochester and check in with Doug. Hello, Doug. You're on with Russ and Paul. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you guys doing? How are you doing, Russ? How are you doing, Paul? Hi. Um, I, haven't been, yeah, I haven't been on for a while. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of glad I got you to um I want to um, talk about, um, first of all, I want to say, um, I screw Buffalo Bill fans. I'm up here in Rochester, and I would say it's 40% Giants fans, 30% Cowboys, and 30% Eagles. I run into a lot of Eagle and Cowboy fans. Uh, I don't care if I'm in a laundromat, barbershop, uh, bowling alley, wherever I'm at, there's a. I'm bumping into an Eagles or a Cowboys. I'm fan, sorry. And I have <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, but but listen, I have conversation with these people, and I remind them: look, the Giants are four and one. I get it, but the Giants are rebuilding. They don't want to hear that. Eagles and Giants, Eagles and Cowboys. They, they don't want to hear that. They tell me, listen, you're four and one. You're right there, tied for second place. And they a lot of Eagles and Ra- and um, the, the, the Eagles and Cowboys friends think the Giants can beat the Ravens. Well, go to five and one, and then when these two teams play, either the Giants going to be tied for first or they're going to be tied for second. Okay, so they don't want to hear about rebuilding. They want uh, well, I go to with the Giants when well, I'm kind of bouncing around. Now, I can go back to the Cowboys game and make this say No receivers. Now, over the summer, with Paul, John, Russ, you weren't there, I was preaching about getting a receiver. I, 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 and Paul can remember this. I was preaching about getting a number one receiver. If Daniel Jones would have had a number one receiver against Dallas, they could have won that game. Well, well okay. yeah, but, but Doug, yeah, and thank you for the call, Doug, but you got to remember something, you know, Sure, if he had resources receivers. are limited. Yeah, I mean that that's part of the problem right now is, is the receivers. You know, for example, I.E. Kadarius Tony has not been out there. That's a receiver, and your top free agent Galladay is has really not given you. Yeah, anything. so I it, mean, what it, are you going to do? It, it, and not, Wondell Robinson, your second round draft pick, yeah. has been hurt. What do you want to do? I mean, I mean, even forget Galladay for a second, okay? But. Kadarius and, and Wandell. I and mean, Sterling Shepard went out. Oh, yeah. I mean. You talk about receivers. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we forget Sterling. Basically, yeah. the entire room fell apart. The, what, what do you next, want them? You know, do? I got to tell you something, Doug. Next man up is Paulie Dots. And you don't want to see me in the 40. No, either do I. No. No, no either do no. I. All right. I, I will add one other thing, though, uh, to, to his comment, though, about this team. Enjoy the 4-1, folks, because it's really been a lot of fun to watch. But understand this. You can only go so far if this injury list continues to mount and continues to put this team in a precarious situation. At some point in time, even though these guys are plugging holes and filling gaps right now, at some point in time, your best players and your starters – need to be healthy and on the field and producing because you cannot survive the next 12 games just plugging holes with guys from the end of the depth chart. That's just too dangerous. Well, if if the listeners were listening to us last week and they heard our voices, uh, we we certainly we would never say they don't have a, a shot, but we were skeptical because we knew that the Giants, we thought, were going in with kind of pop guns instead of shotguns. And uh, they came out victorious. It was a very gutty. Uh, it's one of, I'll tell you what, it's one of the best 
not just because the last couple of years, it's one of the best Giants victories I had ever seen. When you think about the situation, traveling over to uh, to London, Paul, and, and you know, with a short deck. If there's 52 in a deck, it seemed like they were playing mm. with 30. Okay, a lot of guys hurt, and uh, they took care of business. So uh, quite impressive. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Let's stay here in uh, New Jersey and check in with Hugo. Hugo, how goes it, Hugo? Hey, how are you guys? Good. Hello. Well, you know, I'm actually pretty optimistic uh, about the, the way the roster is is evolving, and I think the schedule makers uh, gave us a bit of a break in that we'll be hitting the teeth of the NFC East schedule after the bye week. So sort of the way I see it is that, you know, we're feeling games, whatever you want to call it, we're staying. And using all these backup players, but there's, you know, a bunch of uh, reinforcements that are just out there, you know, ready to come in, I think, in the next few weeks. And I think what that really leads to is going to be a roster where, you know, you get more of your frontline players in there, but now all these backups got their feet wet, and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be able to provide some quality depth. And, and then there's just this synergy between the front office and the coaching staff with these subtle signings to improve the roster. Guys like call it Jalen Smith, potentially they'll have a role for – Landon Collins, and, uh, you know, we recently signed Robert Foster, which going back to your point about the receiving depth, uh, you know, I think this coaching staff is really intent on getting speed out there. I remember calling Jonathan Casillas and, and John Schmelf the Thursday before the Cowboys game when there was this silly debate going on about Galladay versus Sills, you know, why did Galladay not get snapped? I said, I don't think it should be either guy. I, I think what we really need to do is stress the safeties on Dallas so uh, so they don't come down in the box and stop our running game. And if you look at last week's game, you know, Marcus Johnson had a few catches, but what he really did is he stressed those safeties for Green Bay to allow for crossers that we saw to Slayton and others. So... We're going to get speed out there. I think that's going to improve the passing game. There's synergy between that and the running game. And, you know, we get in for and we do some of these subtle signings. I think when we hit the teeth of the NFC East um, schedule, we'll be uh, an improved team. Well, uh, listen, uh, thank you for the call, Hugo. Uh, when we hit the teeth of the NFC East, it's going to be week to week to week of uh, – Slugfest, you know, going back and forth. So you know, that's not going to happen until Thanksgiving yeah, when yeah. they play the Cowboys. I, to be frank with you, I can't look that far ahead right now. No, I. I but I will say this: I've always preferred to see the bulk of your division games in the second half of the season, because for me, that allows you to work through your kinks, to develop your team, and then hopefully give you a chance to make some kind of push within your division. So I always favor that. That's a good thing for me. Well, listen, you and I talk about it all the time. I know I do, and not just in this sport. I do it in every sport, in particular baseball, even at this time with playoffs and what's going on. Don't look past what's in front of you. Right. Because the time, the minute you do that, it bites you right on the keister, both cheeks. <laughs> I mean, really, you, f- you fall on your face. No doubt. Now, uh, in fairness... Fans are human. Uh, the Giants are now four and one. Okay, they're four and one. So you know what's dancing in the in the heads of, of Giant fans. They're four and one. So that means how many games they have left? They have twelve. Yeah. So and it's, since nineteen ninety, so, teams who are four and one make the playoffs seventy eight percent of the time. Well, if they go, I get that. if they go, I don't even know that. But no, I'm, that's ju- a fact. I'm, I'm just saying if they go six and but six, which we is, don't want to go there, which is five hundred. Uh, you know the ten and seven, and I know you don't want to go there, but like you're sitting in in your uh, bedroom at home with a voodoo doll and pushing things in the, the little Dallas Cowboy voodoo and, <laughs> and the Philadelphia Eagles voodoo. I know my Paulie here, so don't uh, don't don't try and kid me. Buddy, Actually, buddy. I just threw them in the fireplace. Oh, okay, that that's what it was. You threw them in the fireplace. L A S I K.
LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. All right, let's uh, stick around in Jersey and go uh, check in with Wilson. Hello, Wilson. You're on with Russ and Paul. How you doing today? Hey. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Hi. Hey, listen. Um, so the Giants probably are the only team in the in the NFL to have, like, a different column. There's wins, losses, and then, oh, well, the Giants, how the Giants win, which is completely ridiculous. What happens is everybody, all those soul experts say, well, they got to win four games all year. And right now they're four wins in, and uh, and they don't know what to say. We just go for us, you know. Yes. Let them keep talking. Oh no, no. Uh, let me tell you, there are a lot of people out there who don't know what to say or write. It's like, well, what do we do? I mean, I mean, it, I mean, they didn't know whether to, you know what, or wind their watch after Sunday's game in London. Exactly. Hey, listen, and uh, Daniel Jones. I'm gonna give you guys a couple of names. I'll I'll give you. I'll give you Josh Allen. I'll give you Aaron Rodgers. I'll give you Tom Brady. I'll give you uh, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I don't know. Put a few more there. Let's say nine, eight or nine quarterbacks. After that, I'll take Daniel Jones every any other starting quarterback in the league. I mean, the way that this guy played last Sunday, forget about wins and losses. That's, he's, a, he's a truly giant quarterback. He's Eli Manning, a lot more athletic. Well, I, I, I mean, uh, Wilson, there's no question about that, and thank you for the call. But, but you know, when you talk about um, uh, his athletic ability, listen, in, in fairness to Daniel, not once, really, almost, I'd say just about not one time, Paul, has he ever played with either himself or his skill position players healthy, completely healthy. I mean, he had his star running back, not not just on the Giants, but one of the star running backs in the league, out. You know, his receivers, out. His offensive line, decimated. People forget. People forget, what was it, a couple of years ago? Uh, Shane Lemieux, uh, Matt Pert, uh, who, uh, who was, and who was it, Andrew Thomas? You had three rookies starting mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. and you had Nick Gates, who was a third-year player but a first-year center, starting, and everybody was like, wow, you know, this really bodes well for the future. And one, two, three, and four, out. Forget about it, out. Not one, not two, not three, but four, out. I mean, you know. It's like being in the middle of a forest with a map, and then suddenly the wind the comes compass, and blows your map away. Yeah, that's and it. And now what do you do? And then you, you you tripped and you fell on your compass, and you're up the creek without a paddle. Yeah. Daniel's been that way for a long time, you know? Uh, this is not the Daniel Jones Chamber of Commerce as talking, the, but what's fair is fair. As the season progresses and he continues to do more and more things to impress people, even the, the critics who are just foolish enough not to see it, and that's fine. They don't want to believe. They don't have to. That, right. That's okay. Yeah. But Daniel Jones is is well on his way to earning that Giants uniform. We've said that at the beginning of the show. I will tell you, he's well on his way to being a top half. And maybe at some point in time, the way it's going, he might wind up being a top 10 quarterback in this league by the time the season's out. Could be. And that's fine. The point is, don't put a cap on this guy's ability. Because he still has room to grow. And, and and you know what? While you and me and anybody else, fans could be concerned about will he be a top 10, Daniel's not concerned about that. <laughs> I mean, he's a tough competitor, but you know who Daniel competes with? He competes with himself. Uh-huh. He just wants to get better. Anybody who talks to the young man knows that's what he wants to do. He just wants to compete with himself. It, it's like, you know... You know how you improve in golf? A lot of times when you go out there, you're trying to beat the guy with you. I'm not talking about the PGA Tour. I'm I'm talking about just everything. You know how you get better? Same thing with runners. You get better by competing with yourself, trying to, you know, 
improve on your last round of golf, trying to improve on your last time, running your mile or five miles, whatever the hell it is. 201-939-4513 is the number. You're here with Russ Salzberg and Paul Dettino. Let's, uh, all right, we're sticking in Jersey. A lot of Jersey calls today. Let's check in with Rich. Hello, Rich. You're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi. Hey, I uh, I want to just kind of be the uh, the level setter here. I realize that it's very exciting uh, as a Giants fan that we're 4-1. And, and, you know, every every week that they win another game, we can say, okay, they'd have to win four in a row for me to – for them to be under 500 again, just because that's how they've conditioned me to think over the last several years. Um, so that's pleasant. But I, I, I want to just bring things back down to earth a little bit. I don't understand why every power ranking and beat writer that you hear from has the Giants as a top 10 team in the league this year um, and that they should be uh, buyers at the trade deadline upcoming. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, am I pleasantly surprised to see that they, you know, that, you know, three feet to the left, and they beat the they beat the Titans. They no, played a great. R- 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 Rich, forgive me for interrupting. Well, I'll let you continue. Who who said that they're a top ten team in the league this year? When was it said? Was it said after this last game, or they certainly weren't saying that going into the season? Uh, correct, correct. Yeah, I believe ESPN was one of them, and I want to say that maybe it wasn't Pro Football Focus. It might have been. Um, <sighs> Well, well, well I, I, Rich, I Rich, 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 nobody was saying that going into the season. Nobody. So, I, I mean, so, you know, so if, uh, people are jumping on a bandwagon five games in because they're 4-1. and one, Well, you know, well, what happens? That always happens. you got to remember, and, and, too, and there's a lot of these organizations and media folks in particular who will just go with the wind. Whichever way the wind blows, that's what they're going to feed the public because they think that spoon-fed garbage is what's going to give them the sales and the clicks and all that other stuff. You, you right. Know, uh, well, and I, under, I understand that, guys. I guess my thing is, you know, they've, like, just to be realistic, they beat a, a team that fired its head coach this past Monday, and they beat the Bears, or the other two wins that they have. Now, did they beat two other good teams? Yes. But I just... Uh, listen, I, I think they've, they've gone from making me think that they're going to get obliterated by any team that we had them chalked in to lose to for the rest of the season to thinking, okay, they might be able to at least put up a good fight in every game. I don't, I, I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs, and I don't think that they should be – they sure, certainly shouldn't be buyers to be making moves for wide receivers or, or anything well, like that. I, I'm gonna, well, I'm going to – you know, Rich, I'll, uh, thank you for the call. I'm going to disagree with that unless they can get, you know – their receivers, i.e., as Paul mentioned before, Wondell Robinson or uh, Kadarius Tony, they need receiving help. I, I mean, anybody who says they don't need to do that is wrong. And I, I'm not knocking, listen, Darius uh, or, or, or Richie James, but they need help at the wide receiver position. You know, he, he, I'm going to make it simple for Rich. Here's the deal, and you guys know I love to use the boxing analogy. The Giants are now solidly in the middleweight division, Okay. They're not heavyweight contenders by any stretch of the imagination. We know who the heavyweight contenders are in the National Football League. The Giants are not one of those teams. But they are now solidly in the middleweight division. They have proven that through the first four games of the season. Yeah, I wouldn't even say they moved up to the super middleweight. Right now, they're just in the middleweight division. Okay? And, And that, to me, was a huge step up from where they were last last year. So accept that for what it is and understand that when you look at the rest of the schedule and if you want to poo-poo the 4 and one start, you can. But there are other middleweight teams on their schedule. Teams like Jacksonville and Seattle and Houston and Detroit, you could even argue that those are not even middleweight teams. But at best, they are in the middleweight division. So guess what? They're on the schedule. The Giants have to play them. And if they beat those teams, fellow middleweights or even welterweights, that's going to give them enough wins to be in contention for a wild card. Or maybe the division. Who knows? But you can't apologize for that. They are legit middleweights now. That's a fact. Just accept it and enjoy it, my friend. It wasn't given to them. They earned it. Damn straight. You know, when you say, well, this guy got fired, hey. You talk about a Giants team that, again, has been decimated with injuries. And no one on this show is telling you that they're heavyweight contenders. We're not telling you that. But they're damn well legit middleweights. And that's something that they've earned and they should be proud of. And and they've improved. Let's go to our friend in Cape Cod, John. John, you're on with Russ and Paul. How are we doing today? 
I'm great, guys. Nice hearing from you again. I'm glad I got on. Listen, Paul, for you, before I go on, uh, my idea of fantasy football, thought of it on the weekend, is JPP signing a one-year deal next year and finishing his career with the Giants, just like Landon came back. Well, <laughs> is that because is that because you have an affection for him or what? He was he was a really good Giant man. Yeah, he really no, was. sure he was. And you know what? We'll see I, him on Sunday when he comes in with the Ravens. Just had his first sack for oh, him last week too. Uh, they let's be realistic. They threw him under the bus when he left and the quote from whoa the whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. John, you need to hit the brakes john you need to hit the brakes just listen to me listen for one second the quote the quote from the gm that i won't mention it said well we're now in a three four and he doesn't fit our scheme well he sure fit the tampa three four didn't he all right, here's the deal. Okay, John, right. thank you for the call. That doesn't mean he was, they, he was thrown under the right. bus by the organization. They were yeah. not bad-mouthing him in any way I, at all. I, I mean, that's, that's unfair. You know, I mean, if you like the guy, and we certainly like the guy. I loved a JPP. But, I, I mean, you, you can't say, you know what? That's like a member of the media throwing something out there that's not true. You, you can't say that the organization threw him under the bus. Yeah, that phrase that, that, that phrase does not apply. That that's just wrong. It's just it's not fair and it's wrong and it's false. Now I will I will say this. JPP, at the time when he was re-signed to a very rich contract, caused the Giants, when Gettleman came in, to be in a very bad salary crunch. He was partly a salary cap casualty, yes. which is one of the reasons they traded him. Another reason was because he had a significant injury history. And if you play the risk-reward and the law of averages with the number of games that he played, the number of years that he played, and with the type and the number of injuries that he had, odds are that his productive years in the league were going to diminish very quickly. Well, good for JPP. He proved those odds wrong. He wound up going on to Tampa, has had several terrific seasons, won a Super Bowl, I think went to a Pro Bowl, and is now with with Baltimore. He went against the stream, swam uphill, and beat the odds and proved that he had many more productive years left. But the odds did not say that. The odds were that this would not happen. So great for him. But you can't badmouth the Giants and suggest that they badmouthed him. That's not accurate. It's, it's just not fair. It, it, and you kind of looked at me and I kind of looked at you as soon as John said that. And it's like, what's he talking about? We deal about? in facts on this show. You know, uh, let me ask you, excuse me, let me ask you a question, Paul. And, you know, I said this to you last week going into the Green Bay game. I said the one game that really concerned me not that I wasn't concerned about the Green Bay game, but concerned me was the Baltimore game. And, and I thought the Baltimore game concerned me because they're tough, uh, but not just that they're tough, but the Giants were going to come back from a long trip from Green Bay. I remember so you said that. What was going to happen? I wasn't calling it a trap game no. because the Giants, they're not worthy yet of taking anybody for granted, nor should anybody ever take anybody for granted. But having said that, and now, and I think it does make a difference. Like, like the trip home from London was a lot better with the victory in their bellies than if they were coming home with the loss. So uh, while I'm still concerned about the Baltimore Ravens, but I think you're less tired when you're coming back from a very good victory. No doubt. No doubt. And quite frankly, the weather's been fairly pleasant this week, too. Yeah which does not hurt. Uh, the Ravens played a very tough game against Cincinnati on Sunday night, a divisional game which you know gave them a lot of bumps and bruises coming out. Uh, whether or not their injury report is extensive, you know that was a physically exhausting game for them to play. And now they've got to come here up here to play the Giants on Sunday. I do wish the Giants injury list was a little bit smaller. I'm not going to lie to you. I wish that was the case because this is going to be a physical game and a very difficult and tough game to play. But I will say this. I believe very much in matchup football. And I think Wink Martindale, 
knows more about the Ravens defensive players and more about the Ravens offensive players and schemes and Lamar Jackson than anybody else on this planet. And so I say edge Wink Martindale. So I do like the Giants' chances to win the game. And I do think that Wink and his coaching and his knowledge of them far outweighs whatever Harbaugh or Jackson might know about Wink. Yeah, uh, that, that's a fair point. You know, Brian Dable brought up a good uh, point just before we got on the air. We were listening to him. Somebody asked him about, you know, Wink. Have you guys spoken about, you know, Wink, you know, facing the Ravens? And Brian brought out a good point. He said, no, we haven't spoken about it because, quite frankly, those of us in particular who have been in this league for a while, you inevitably face people and teams you worked for. It just works out that way. Oh, sure. And, and Wink, Wink has been around his game long enough. I, I don't think Wink is getting any more motivated because it's the Ravens that, than it is um, somebody else. Now, look, I would say if a team fires somebody and then you come back with a chip on your shoulder – you know, that's the case. But I, that that was not the case here. Go ahead. I will say I believe Wink will look at this as a tremendous feather in his cap if he could stop Lamar Jackson. I think he's I think he's foaming at the mouth. Well, I think he wants this chance to stop Lamar. Well, no, I agree I with do. you on that. But I think he's more concerned about stopping Lamar because if you stop Lamar, that gives you it, – it enhances your chances of beating the Ravens. But per se, he's. I don't think he's worried about – I got to beat the Ravens because that's my former team. I don't think he's thinking that way. But you know, could be a little sugar on top of that. Yeah, cake. yeah, a puts, little bit puts a little uh, sweet and lower saccharin in, in the coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Let me just do a read here. Giants, um, uh, the, the Giants' official TV streaming app, folks. Giants TV brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to Big Blue fans. Giants TV is free. That's right, free. On Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. All right? Quickly, Russ, I just want to say, if you and I believe Dable saying what he said, but I think he's playing semantics. Because if you think that they have not downloaded all the Ravens info out of Wink's head, I think you'd be mistaken. Well, no, no, hold on a second. I'm sure that they have. Well, but that, that makes perfect sense. I'm, but I, I'm, I'm strictly talking about people were asking, uh, somebody asked if, if it's like personal, like just... You know, he, he Wink has just got to oh, get no, no, up. Oh, no, 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 no. No, of course. The, well, you pick it. Of course. A, that goes a, without saying. Sure, of course. No doubt. But, I mean, it, you know, I don't want people to, out there listening thinking maybe the Giants did not try to take advantage no, of, of what he knows. No, of course not. Obviously, they did. You, you know, listen. Teams, teams hire a guy who maybe was on a waiver list just to get him for the week or two because they know that former team is coming up. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, let's go down to uh, Tampa. Again, folks, the number 201-939-4513 down in Tampa is Alex. Hello, Alex. You're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, Russ and Paul. How you guys doing? Hi. Good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. A uh, couple of things really good. Maybe you guys can enlighten a little bit. Uh, as far as the receiving courts, why? Can you guys maybe tell me a little insight why? Um, I know he did really good in preseason, and a lot of say, oh, that's preseason, but Victor Cruz came out of the practice squad and all that stuff, became a star. Uh, why the Giants hasn't looked at Bagman to bring him back as a receiver? They invited him back, and he turned it down. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yes. Yeah, but, but let me correct you some. Victor Cruz didn't come out of the practice squad. Victor, no. Victor Cruz was an undrafted free agent. Correct. Big, he was not a practice squad yeah, he was player. not a practice squad But Bach, Bachman was invited back, and he turned it down. He wanted a fresh start somewhere else. He wanted to take his chances with another organization. And oh, so far, wow. he hasn't landed anywhere, yeah. as far as I know. Oh, okay. But okay, to be frank okay, with well, you, and I'm not trying to be a wise guy, I know what Bachman did, but he's been bounced around between the Rams and the Giants for a number of years on practice squads. I think it's a stretch to think that he would be a number one receiver <laughs> or make a huge difference on this team right now. I think that's a stretch, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean like a number one receiver, but I know he will help the offense. I mean, because we're really like – short on the receiving core. Oh, another thing is, uh, you guys believe Landon Collins would uh, play this weekend against the Ravens? I think there's a chance. I absolutely think there's a chance. Wink Martindale, uh, right before the Giants left for London, told the media corps that uh, they will find a place for him on this defense. He believes that he's got something left, 
And he said, we'll find a position for him. Whatever he wants to call it, it doesn't matter. The Giants have a positionless defense, as Wink likes to say. We will find a way to get Collins on the field. So I would anticipate that there's a legit chance that he'll be activated against Baltimore. But if he's not, then I'm sure it'll be the next week. Oh, okay. One more thing, guys, really quick. Uh, I was uh, listening to Russ. He was talking about that he really worried a little bit about not the – the other teams are soft, but about the Ravens uh, game. And um, I put a little input on on Russ, uh, what he was saying about coming from the long trip and all that. I, I really believe – I'm a Giants fan. I live here in Florida, but I love the Giants. I'm a Giants fan. We're a lot of Giants fans over here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really believe uh, the winning, the winning uh, in London against the Packers, just to have that mentality and in, 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 in the Giants that players to believe, hey, man, we're good. We can be anybody, you know. I really believe that win in London is going to help them a lot in the stretch, you know, because, uh, you know, thinking like, man, we just be Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you know. They, they um, Alex, it, it, they, they, you're right, they, and thank you for the call. They didn't just beat um, Aaron Rodgers in London and the Packers, but they beat them, you know, uh, they beat them fair and square, and they beat them with a short deck, as I like to say. I, I mean <laughs> – they had a lot of walking wounded on the Giants, including the quarterback, you know, and they took care of business. So, yeah, I, I, as I said before, uh, you know, they came home with a nice, tasty victory in their mouth and in their bellies. And you, when you come home from a trip like that, as opposed to losing on a trip like that, it makes you feel a whole lot better uh, and a whole lot more satisfied. And by the way, I should remind people. Bachman was a slot receiver when he was working out here with the Giants the last couple of years. Well, Richie James has been very productive in that spot. It's not, it's not like you could put James and Bachman on the field at the same time because neither one of them is really a boundary guy. Boy, where would they be without Richie James right well, now? Well, I mean, and so give this coaching staff yeah. and this, this administration kudos for, for picking up Ricky, Rich, Richie James off the scrap heap and making him a productive and key member of this team. Yep, you're exactly right on that. Kudos to uh, Richie, uh, big time. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Let's go down to Atlanta and speak with our buddy, LaVon. LaVon, you're on with Russ and Paul. How are you doing today? I'm good, Russ. Hey, Paul, what's going on? Hi. Hey, um, I don't know how many callers ago, but he mentioned uh, our wins against Carolina and Tennessee. No, and he, this he, is the he, NFL. he mentioned the Bears. Bears, too, he mentioned, he mentioned yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he mentioned how, how we're winning games. I think in the NFL it doesn't matter at the end of the day how you win these games. They're wins, and we are 4-1, and one, <laughs> and we did beat two teams that last year – Best team in the AFC, number one seed. Best team in the NFC, number one seed. Road games, and the Giants are four and one. And I think as fans, we get in the the uh, the way of that and think about you know what the team should be and what the expectations are. But the guys in the locker room, I'm sure of it, they don't look on the the schedule and say we shouldn't win this game, or we shouldn't win that game, or we're the underdogs. And I just say we are what our record says we are, and we're four and one. And if that's the heavyweight class, then we are heavyweights five games into the season. And that's all I got. All, all right. right, appreciate the call. Thanks, Levon. He's talking about, head. but in, in, I understand what Levon is saying. You, you know, listen, our our favorite guy. I know it's about the only thing that pa- he ever said that I didn't agree with. Parcells. Yeah, you are what your record says you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm sorry. I do think I do think that you have to be realistic about your team and your roster and understand the quality and the level of play that the team is at. And well, there think, are uh, teams that are four and one, but have played much better than other teams that are four and one. This has got to be a just, first. 
I know. It's the only thing that Parcells and I ever did not agree on. Yeah, you know, I, I could tell you, Bill did not lose much sleep over you disagreeing with well, his thought process. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bank, Banks calls me the Parcells whisperer because I believe so much in the Parcells mantra. Right. But that particular phrase, I, I, have, a, I have trouble with that one. L- I, l- listen, I can't go there. Our, our ace, there are differences. Our ace producer here, Pearson Butler, who's as quiet as a church mouse, opened up right away as soon as this is a I first. Know. Am I, I right there, Pearson? Shocking. shocking. It was shocking. Yeah. I'm shocked. Well, no, you know. but but I I, yeah, I understood what Bill what Parcells was saying. Well, yeah, that's your record, okay? You know he he's, and that's he, much he's right about in that the NFL doesn't kind of run things like the old AP top twenty five NCAA college poll of twenty five years ago, where quality of wins mattered and that's how you ranked in the poll because the voters would determine how high you should be and then that's how they figured out who the number one team in the country was. You know, the scores mattered, how much you ran it up on teams, the quality of the opponent mattered, the sc- you know, all that stuff mattered in the old days of the NCAA. Yeah. And the NFL never abided by that. The, the NFL tells you when it's time for the postseason, uh, how many W's do you have? Okay, you're in and you're out. And that's it. Your record determines that. So in that regard, Bill's right. But I don't think that all four and one teams are the same like i don't think all one and four teams are the same well we're gonna have to track down bill after the show and, and you know I, I i want you and him to do a little tete-a-tete we've there. never been able to hammer that out yes no no I, trust me if you tried to hammer it out there would be only one guy doing the hammering <laughs> you're right he would be the hammer and you would be the hammery exactly uh, all right what do you say we go to new mexico our old friend scott hello scott you're on with russ and paul how you doing Hi, guys. Uh, Russ, it's nice to have you back. First time I had a chance to talk to you again. Thank you. Nice to hear from you. Uh, I, have a, I go by statistics and look at the teams uh, as they currently stand. Right now, the Giants rank 12th overall defensively. They're only giving up 18.6 points per game. However, that being said, they have better records than eight teams above them that are defensively ranked. In other words, ahead of them. So I always have a feeling that we keep walking on eggshells and saying, well, let's wait for the next game. Why don't we simply acknowledge that the Giants are contenders? They have an opportunity. Wink Martindale has done a sensational job, as both of you alluded to. Uh, Kafka's calling an excellent game with the personnel they have. They're probably the most adoptable team in the NFL because they can lose players and they don't miss a beat. And when I look at the team overall, it doesn't matter who's playing. They've adopted the Wildcat when Daniel Jones looked like he was injured, but they incorporated that into their offense. They scored 27 points. And this is something I discussed with Howard Cross, whether that could be something they could do on a regular basis, and he concurred that was, should be part of the philosophy of the giant offense, and they seem to be incorporating that. So why is it that we're looking week to week? I wanted to get just your sense that we're, we're saying, well, we have to wait till next week to say to acknowledge that the Giants are contenders. They can win well, easily 10 games. Well, g- uh, go ahead, Paul. I see you want to say something. Well, what you have to understand, Scott, is that their sure. position is tenuous. They are a 4-1 and team. I said they are a solid middleweight division team. That's true. But the problem is, if you honestly believe that a 4-1 and winning percentage is sustainable over the long term when right. you have a list of injuries that's this long, then you're kidding yourself. But if I can stop you for one second, Paul. They've had these injuries since the beginning of the season, and they're still Oh, that's five games. No, that's five games. Five games. I can, I can deal with injuries for two weeks, three weeks, four sure. weeks, a month. I, Nick McLeod. Nick McLeod and Lane and Pinnock and, and these sure. other guys who are playing. If you honestly believe that they can live without Leonard Williams for the rest of the season and put up this kind of, of, of play, you're kidding yourself. Yeah, you see, Scott, I, I, it's not a question of uh, not having faith. But right. You, you know, uh, let, me, let me give it to you this way. Okay. No, nobody... Uh, is pulling any wool over the eyes of Brian Dable. Brian right. Dable is not, and, and nor Joe Shane. Scott, they're looking at the situation 
they're thrilled. I, I mean, you, you saw um, Joe greet Dable when he was coming off the oh, field. Sure. They, 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 sure. they, they were tremendously happy. But they know it's great. Everybody's patting each other on the back. The fans are thrilled. They're four and one. They know they got a long way to Look, go. They, they know what they're dealing Saquon with. Saquon Barkley is limited at practice today yeah. because of a shoulder injury. What sure. happens if the Ravens in the first quarter of this game on Sunday knock him out, okay, and he's got to miss a month? Do you honestly believe that this team's record is sustainable if a guy who could be MVP of the league is going to be on the bench for a month or so? Well, that would be true if Josh Allen suddenly got injured and we, Buffalo had that great record and all of a sudden they don't well, have yeah. Injuries well, but, but, can obviously hurt any team. But what I'm getting at and I hope you understand the point, the central point I'm really trying to get at. They've had these injuries from the beginning. They've not had Kadarius Tony. They've not had Wendell Robinson basically for the whole season. They've been able to incorporate, as you already mentioned, Richie James, and they finally got Darius Slayton back into the lineup, which I thought they did. They incorporated Bellinger and started using him more, which is obviously allowing them to score more points and getting more yardage for Saquon Barkley. Breed is playing very well. Brightwell is playing very well. They're, as I said, they're probably the most adaptable teams. I've looked at all the teams, and I have a, I'm lucky enough to get game tapes from a source I won't mention to look at this because I'm a degenerate gambler, so I bet on games. And I'm saying that the Giants, of all the teams we've been looking at, and I, I mentioned, as I said, they're 12th overall defensively. If you can maintain that, and you know how important defense is. You've both been around long enough to know that defense really substantiates your team. If they can keep that 18.6 or even if they give up 20 points, you can win the majority of your games. That's the way the NFL is set right, up. I realize Scott, each game is different. You started this conversation win. by saying they could win 10 games. And you know what? Right. You're absolutely right. If their defense continues to hold teams under 19 points for the whole season, right. they've, they absolutely could be a winning team that will put up 9 or 10 wins. But that doesn't make them elite. The elite contenders in this league win at least. But elite teams in this league, your top contenders, win at least 12. The Giants are not heavyweight contenders. I wish they were, yeah. but they're not. Thank, thank you for the call, Scott. You know, t talking about defense, one name we didn't bring up today, he's off to quite a start. Sexy Dexy. He's been terrific. Dexter Lawrence has Best been. Best season of his career. Yes, it has. Using been. him differently, by the way. Yes. This coaching staff is using him differently than he was in the past. He put on some extra pounds, and he is like gangbusters. He, hey. Wink Martindale, think of some of the guys now who are breaking out. O'Shane Zimenez, Jihad Ward, uh, uh, Dexter Lawrence, all guys who I don't think people necessarily thought of them as valuable pieces to this defense, but they've been making plays. Yeah, and, and how? what excites me is watching, first of all, uh, the guy's on the edge, and, and I, I've been paying attention to uh, uh, Kayvon. You, you know, he might not be ringing up the sacks, but... His Kay knee's still not 100%. No, no but, but Kayvon is making his presence felt out there. He's supplying well, Batted pass at the end. Batted passes. It's huge. But the thought of this defense, after watching Dexter, the thought of this defense when Leonard comes back healthy... That is very exciting with the guys on the edge, Aziz and, and Kayvon and those guys. That's exciting. Let's get that whole lineup on the field yeah, sooner yeah, rather that, than later, that's, right? That's We've been talking about that for a long time. So there's potential there, Scott. I don't want to throw water on your parade. There's potential to, for this team to continue to move upwards. But right now, they're not quite there. And with the injury list that it is, uh, I'm, I just want to pump the brakes a little. Well, since he's such a big Giant fan, Scott is, and maybe we'll talk about it next week when he calls, but he, I didn't say this, he said it, he labeled himself as a degenerate gambler, and since he's a degenerate gambler, he's probably making some money the first five weeks of the season because if he was betting with his heart, he bet on the Giants, and he done good. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we got time for uh, another call or two. Let's go to Minneapolis and check in with Abdul. Abdul, how you doing? You're on with Russ and Paul. Hey, guys. Hi. So, um, the, the Giants are walking proof that coaching and culture make such a huge difference. So, so I grew up in a town called Scarsdale, New York. So, I... I Live in Minneapolis, not but I grew up in Scarsdale. 
And Scarsdale was not really known for its, its athletic programs, you know. But the four years of when I played football, we were really good. And it wasn't because of the talent. It was because we had great coaching, and we were very tight as a team. And we beat much more talented teams, you know, that, that were around us. And the Giants are doing that right now. And you guys were just, you were just talking about it. Because of this coaching staff, players from last year, like Bredesen and Dexy um, Dexy and uh, Jimenez, are all playing so much better just because of the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And I believe they're playing for each other. Yes. You know, they, they, this team really loves each other. And, you know, there, there are other teams out there that, you know, that, that have more talent that aren't playing as well. And I, and I really, you know, I, I, I was not, I don't think anyone was really expecting this, but. Well, I don't you know, think, I, I, Abdul, I don't think anybody, if we're all going to be honest with each other, uh, who, who the hell was expecting 4-1? and one? The vision for this team exactly. is coming together a little more quickly than I think anybody could have thought. Right. And, and that's why people are talking about being buyers, that they get traded, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I'm looking at it as, like, like, not even game to game. I'm looking at it series to series. You know what I mean? That's how precarious, that's how precarious it is. Precarious. Uh, see, you have a good perspective on it. You understand. I mean, you know, there's yeah. a very slim margin. It's paper yep. thin. The, the, the Kleenex tissue could rip at any minute. Exactly. You know, one thing that I have that I I'm nervous about is Daniel Jones getting hit a lot. You know, he's getting hit after he gets rid of the ball. You know, that one time when he came in head first on the goal line, mm-hmm. that's how he got hurt last year. Like I was like holding my breath. You know, like. I'm not sure how long, much how much more beating he can take. They need to. Granted, he's, he's he's getting rid of the ball, but he's still getting hit afterwards. Yeah, so that makes me nervous, man. But uh, I'm still nervous that he's running as much as he is. I know it's helping the Giants win, and that's great. And it's been a big part well, of the game. He's got no choice. Uh, I know. I understand that. They, 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 I understand the, that. The situation being what it is, it's not like well, we're making sure that he runs crazy. That they have no choice. I'd be and lying to no you, though, choice. if I said that I was thrilled with it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, l- listen, you never want your quarterback in harm's way. You know, you, you just never do. And it just seems he's been in harm's way pretty much his entire career yeah. with the Giants. But, I mean, he's a tough young man. He, he really, really is. He's tough. He's athletic. He can play. I mean, he he made a couple of third down passes as well. We're talking about his, his oh, I know. Uh, uh, running prowess. You talk. He made a couple of third down passes. One to Richie James, and a couple to um, uh, Darius. Uh, I, I mean, he was very impressive last week. Very, very impressive. It was his best game of the season, oh. and he continues to impress week after week after week. Again, unless your eyes are closed, or you just uh, criticize the guy so much that you just don't want to see the facts. Daniel Jones is getting it done, baby. That's all there is to it. Yep. You, you know, uh, four and one, if you want to think about. I, I'm not even – I happen to agree with Paul. I'm, it's nice. You know, listen, going into the season, you heard, we had a discussion, Paul and I sitting right here. He said maybe eight, nine. I said maybe eight, nine, maybe nine and eight. You flip-flop that. And then think about it. If you flip-flop that, and then you think, well, you get a break here and there, then it's another win or two. Either which way, and then all of a sudden, you you know, like it's like a six and ten team. If they had a break on something, they were eight and eight at the time, and you know, all of a sudden it looks and sounds a lot better. You you know, it's very true. It's completely look what this team is doing. They're learning how to win. You know, last year, if you recall, before we wrap this up, and, and we were all sick to our stomachs last year, game two. They lose on a last-second field goal because the defense couldn't make a stop. Game three, they lose on a last-second field goal because they couldn't make a stop. Uh, They had um, the the Kansas City Chiefs on the ropes in Kansas City couldn't make a stop. So, you know, you made stops the other day. Yeah, you take take those games and you turn them around. So the, the margin, you know, but this team is just a different mindset. Win or lose, this team is a different mindset. But they are learning how to win. And when you learn how to win, listen, losing, winning builds confidence, losing goes the other way. They, right now, the Giants are going the right way. They're in the right direction. Confidence is building. There's a camaraderie in that locker room, which you and I will be in in a little bit. 
And uh, let's just hope it continues this week against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Paulie, it is always a pleasure being here with you. Our uh, fearless producer, Pearson Butler, who obviously had to chime in when you were yapping about you disagreeing with Bill Parcells. I mean, after all, I mean, you know, we all all took a, a gasp with that. But anyway, folks, thank you very much. Remember, as always, the number for you to call Paul and myself or anybody here on uh, Big Blue uh, Kickoff Live is 201-939-4513. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.